I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Love Batchelie. Hello, welcome back to Love Bachelor, the Bachelor podcast you never asked for. I am one of your hosts, Gina Schwartz. <laughs> That's not how you say my name. <laughs> and I'm Amy. <laughs> I was trying to say Schwartz with an accent and then it turned out the wrong pronunciation of my own name. <laughs> um, Good one. Gina Schwartz and Amy Duro. That's us. Um, welcome back to another episode of Love Bachelor. We are for a bit of a change. We are recording this at night time. Mm-hmm. So we've just finished watching the recent Bachelorette episode. And what we usually do is record the next morning on Friday. But we can't do that because uh, TNC, that's not Canon Productions, is moving to Supernova tomorrow. Mm. Well, today, while you're listening to this. So if you're... If you're at the Supernova, go look up TNC and see what we're all about. And by we, I mean Zayden C. Weber and his crew of many, many podcasts. Anyway, yeah. little little plug, plug, plug. Plugity plug. So we might be extremely tired and giggly. Mm. But mm. it's it's fun. It's fine. It is. If we were a meme, we'd be the dog in the fire. In the fire. Yes. With the coffee at the table. And you know, if we were a vine, <laughs> we'd be that little girl going, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap right here. Okay, good night. Good night. That's us also. Yeah, great. Um. Anyway, obviously, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to the most recent episodes or any Bachelorette, don't listen to this. But, of course, we cannot carry on the episode without a 30-second uh, summary of the two episodes. Sorry, I was just dancing. <laughs> I was getting ready for it. Um, this is a are... terrible time to record. <laughs> uh, not doing this again unless we have to, but it'll be fun. It's All fun. right, so, Amy, 30-second summation. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You have 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. This week, the boys dressed up as old people and Tim looked a little bit too much like Beetlejuice. Ryan was grinding up against his senior citizen dance partner, which scored him the final single date. That night, the boys and Angie had a dinner party where secrets were shared and the tea was spilt. Obviously, Alex and Matt went home, and if you're wondering who they are, so are we. Next up were hometowns where the families all sat down for a nice main dish of drama with Angie and the respective batches. Tim's best friend shot daggers with his eyes. Jackson's dad assumed a career in media means you're not hardworking, and Carlin's brother threw him under the bus along with his hopes and dreams of becoming <laughs> Angie's number one. But it was Jackson who was sent home after his vegan gluten-free pie didn't make the cut and now we're left with three beep 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 <laughs> that was exactly 30 was it really yeah i'm so glad i got through that because i felt you know i just wanted to laugh the whole time i laughed a bit more than <laughs> usual when you were like it if you were wondering who alex and matt were so were we because <laughs> i can honestly tell you not one thing about those guys matt is a bmx man i don't remember him at all and hey. alex has hair <laughs> 
<laughs> Unlike our good friend Ryan. Unlike. <laughs> You're not wrong. You know, I'm not wrong. Uh, <laughs> highlights and lowlights yeah. from this week. Okay. Hit me with a highlight. <laughs> I look, so many. One of the biggest was obviously the first episode with the dancing ladies. I cannot tell you how much I laughed during that bit. Here's a few quotes from Tim and his partner, Vola. Is that how you say it? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, I reckon it's not a coincidence that I've been paired with Vola. She is trouble and I love it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved. I loved it. She was trouble. She, she was saucy little she number. She was. She was out yeah. for him. Yeah. Um. Another one when Vola was like having a go at Tim and pulling on his suspenders. Tim was like, "Oh, easy there, Vola." <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were really cute. Um. Another one from Tim mm. in that situation. Colin's ass in those pants should be illegal. Literally, and he is not wrong. <laughs> They were very I, tight. They were not they weren't not too tight. <laughs> they were the right amount of tight. They were the right amount of tight. Also when Carlin um is talking about doing the activity, so ballroom dancing. Mm. I've never tried ballroom, but I feel like I can just move, move. <laughs> and then winks. I was moves like, his shoulders. <laughs> shimmies with his shoulders. But also he is a bit of a mover. Like he had the hips going. He had the hips. <laughs> I was there for (laughs) And we all know what that means. He's a good dancer. He's a good dancer. Um, She's old, but she's nimble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Tim talking about Ryan and his dance partner, he goes, there's more chemistry that that I've seen this whole time in this bloody mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was kind of true. Well, yeah. Yeah, um, that's all for me for the dancing bit. Mm-hmm. Another one from you. Um, I don't think I have another one for the dancing bit, um, mm. but an overall highlight from Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, we heard Alex talk. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was... can't tell you what he said. No. <laughs> but he spoke for probably about three to four seconds. Yeah. And had an actual, um, you know, little monologue. I reckon he had at least... 25 seconds of airtime. It was. Oh. It was. <laughs> Big yawn. Lena's got the yawns. <laughs> well, that's all, folks. <laughs> oh. and, um, uh, yeah, so that was great. Very yeah. happy that he got to have a voice before he, uh, you know, went home. <laughs> also, uh, Wednesday night cocktail party. Mm. Harlan in the Navy in gold striped suit. Thank you. Very good. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you, stylist. Um, Thank you, stylist. One from me from episode one. Mm. This is kind of solidified in my mind that Ryan's going to win. Are you on it or are you not on it? Do you see it? I'm not on it. I see it and I don't like it. Why? Because I don't like it. (laughs) But why? I'm like Pauline Hanson. I don't like anything. (laughs) Well, you like white people. So I am like Pauline Hanson. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Pauline Hanson does like white people. She does. Anyway, enough, enough, <laughs> enough about Pauline Hanson. I don't. I can't put my finger on why I don't like Ryan. I like. Okay, after this week's episodes, I do like him a little bit more, but it's not so much because of his actions. It's because of how his family spoke about him. Mm, I'm not necessarily saying I'm on the Ryan train. Mm-hmm. But what I saw from that episode is that he's totally in love with her and I reckon she's in love with him. Really? Yeah. 
that's what I see. Okay, but if you did that intimacy activity that they did mm. with Carlin or Tim, mm. I think there's a high chance that that also would have been spicy. <laughs> I think it would have been spicy no matter who it was except for Alex and Matt. Uh, <laughs> but even before then when they were on their little um, sketchboards and the thing, one of their deal breakers that they had to write down. So Ryan said um, – something about trust yes and angie said liars, liars. Mm-hmm. and she was like same same and i was like it's not really it's the not, same no but that's what you do when you're in love you know what i mean oh. you try and justify you oh know. that's a very astute observation well you know what i mean yeah someone's someone you like is like i really like gin and you're like i like vodka we're so alike same. oh wow mm-hmm. that's a very good observation it is it's true <laughs> it's true I've I, won today thank you for coming I'm actually am a Play psychologist the <laughs> <laughs> um I just think the way that she looks at him and also he's completely into her when he was like I, can't, I don't think I have the quote here but he's like oh this is a bit difficult like he definitely oh. was uh it was a bit difficult for him oh. he might have been a bit uh, stiff in the leg if you know what I mean <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> During their single date, though, mm. were you – okay, how did you feel watching? Were you uncomfortable? Were you like, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful? What was your feeling while watching Angie and Ryan on that um, intimacy single date? Mine – I wasn't like, ew, I'm uncomfortable. I was like, this is sweet and I this is love and I was there for it really I was I'm not necessarily I don't know whether he's the perfect match for her but I can see that she's happy and so is he so I'm like you can't you can't Mm. deny that I don't know what's wrong with me (laughs) maybe you just don't like Ryan and that's fine I don't like Ryan (laughs) um I don't you're right but I don't know why and that's Mm. what's frustrating because I don't have a good reason really to dislike him but because I watched it after work so I had taped it and I came home I literally like fast forward through most of their date and just stopped it every now and then to make sure I wasn't missing, missing stuff. stuff because I just I was really uncomfortable oh. watching it and like it has nothing to do with their physical appearance or anything I wasn't like ew bald like <laughs> just them together for some reason you're not about it I'm really not about it I just think also the way he talks like he says smitten as a kitten and after their date he was like I'm just a little bit speechless I feel a little bit out of control okay yeah I I also wrote that down Mm. and that that was good yeah yeah I I did when he said that I was like okay the thing is I don't think he's a bad guy and I wish I could put my finger on what it is that frustrates me or irritates me about him but he said that and I was like okay I'll give you one point for that buddy like, well done on making on a one account. cute, yeah, cute quip about that. Oh, I wish I could put my finger on it. But also, he didn't come back with a rose after that date. I think it was too late in the game. I don't think you can be giving out roses then. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on from the Ryan thing. Um, moving on to the second episode. Mm-hmm. Tim, straight away. Um, I'm a mad cafe enthusiast. <laughs> Shocked. And shocked and, and confused, confused. <laughs> and and um having a tattoo of his best friend's mum's name <laughs> on his butt, and then Jackson turns around and has a 
his his mum's name in a love heart. Jackson is the best friend, by the mm. way, not contestant not, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two different Jacksons. Jackson, the best friend. The Jackson too. Jackson too. He's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a couple months. And like pulls down his pants. And has a tattoo of his mum's name. <laughs> What's going on there? Um, um, another one for you? Um, I, on Ryan's hometown, and one of the brothers... It's like, all right, fellas, let's go cook some of these lobsters. <laughs> all right, fellas. It was like, oh, yeah, that's what you do on your regular night. It was like he had his little claw snimmies. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Mr. Krabs singing with his, what are they called, pinches? Yeah, pincers. Pincers, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> let's go cook the lobsters. <laughs> Um, and I also another big highlight for me. Tim is so falling in love. Oh. He's probably in love right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, and it's gorgeous to see men have feelings. It is. It's nice to see, isn't it? it? Yeah, you love to see it. You can. You, it's just written all over his face as well. He has such a goofy smile, mm. and like his eyes are so they're so like doting. Yeah, on Angie. And when they had that kiss goodbye, like I think that was one of the first times that he put his hands on her face <sighs> and she was like, I've got to go. And he was like, mm, do you, babe? Do you? Babe. Baby. Mm, baby. Uh, I liked when Jackson and Angie, wow, is my voice okay? <laughs> oh, it's gone now. <laughs> See you later. Hey, oh, we're back. Um, <laughs> when Jackson and Angie met up for the first time on his home date, and she's like, it's so nice to see you. And he's like, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Obviously, it he meant like, it's nice to see her too. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah. that phrasing, I was like, you're funny. <laughs> you silly boy. Um, another thing that made my ovaries scream please, was when um, Carlin's niece like came running up to him. And I think she was saying, oh, Uncle, Uncle Carlin. Carlin. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> even his brother was jumping. I know when he saw them. He was and so I, excited. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I a bit of an overshare. I don't want kids for many reasons, but after seeing that, I was like, "Oh, I don't know." My ovaries are saying something different. <laughs> my uterus is saying, <laughs> "I'm ready." <laughs> Is that that's what she was saying? Mm-hmm. Um, also, sorry to backpedal on to Jackson's date because I'm obsessed. Mm. When they tried to go back into the factory and the door was locked, <laughs> and he's just like, "Nah, <laughs> just I'll just ring the bell. <laughs> I'll just uh, wait for your customer service." Oh, and another cute thing was the pies with the love hearts, and he made a gluten-free vegan pie. That was very sweet. That was cute. Um. Another big one for me was, um, I think, yeah, it was Jackson's dad. Um, not best friend Jackson, actual Jackson. Actual Jackson. Jackson number one. Jackson numero um, uno. <laughs> when Jackson's dad was kind of like, um, you know, Jackson's life is here. We've got the family business. Um, and Angie kind of said to the camera, I'm like, I'm not locked in with the Sunshine Coast like I'm open to moving but it shouldn't be expected of me and that was I think the first time on Bachelor Bachelorette Bachelor in Paradise history in Australia where a woman's gone 
where there's been like, I'll move, mm. but I shouldn't be expected that I sh- should move. I think there's a conversation but, to be had here. Absolutely. It mm. shouldn't always just be the female. Like it shouldn't be expected. Moving. Well, you move to your man. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. Which has been the case in all other. And I'm not saying you do you boo, but also we never saw those conversations happen. It was mm. just like, well, the man lives here. So the woman obviously has to move, mm. you know. In other words. I do wonder if that goes back to, again, like we've referenced, you know, what's in Angie's contract because she's Mm. very much so herself, I think, on this Mm. show. I think so. Um, And, you know, has somewhat of a profile, I guess, and people know her for being herself. So Mm. if that's how she feels about a um, particular thing, then it's like they have to show that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So I do wonder what the um, constricts, constraints of the contract are. Um, and her representation, like mm. all of that type of thing, how much of an input she had into that. Because I think we've gotten a really good um, representation of who Angie is. And she's, you know, obviously like this, um, she's like a smart and she's like a feminist and like all these kind of things that we may not have seen such strong, um, I guess, portrayals of in previous Bachelorettes. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, that's kind of all I've got for highlights. Do Me you have too. more? No, no, I think I've got a, I got a couple of lowlights, though. I've got a few lowlights, I'll tell you that much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, so let me take you back to Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And um, when they're at their little dinner party mm-hmm. and they're having all their, you know, secret anonymous questions being asked and that kind of thing. Secret anonymous that weren't very secret or anonymous. Secret, secret anonymous, but... Very tactical. Public, <laughs> personalised questions. Um, and it comes out that Ryan applied and, well, sorry, auditioned for Ali's season of The Bachelorette mm. when he had previously said, oh, you know, I would never do a show like this. I'm only here because I Angie. Found, found out that you're on it. Yeah, I found out that you, Angie, are The Bachelorette and this is how I thought I would get my chance. Yeah. Hmm interesting development and then in the second episode when she confronted him about that he was like oh they asked me to be on the show and then nothing came of it you know la-di-da-di-da however in that first Wednesday night episode I remember him saying like um that he thought Ali was you know great and that's why he applied Yes. Didn't I, he say that? He did, absolutely. He said, I think Ali's a beautiful girl. That that happened. That happened. <laughs> so so I'm getting mixed reports. And then I'm also conflicted because at the hometowns then when he's talking to his brothers and he does seem quite genuinely torn up that, oh, man, Angie's going to think I'm not honest and that's such a strong value for both of us. Yeah. I believed him when he was saying that. I think so, yeah. But then I'm like, but you definitely said Angie – I'm sorry, Ali is a beautiful girl – like I the episode before yeah like he made it sound like he applied because he knew it was Ali or but also here's the other thing another low light for me I was like people the producers don't just call up random men and ask them to apply you have to apply unless you're Nick Cummings well you know what I mean okay here's a little here's a little um thing Georgia Mm. Love got asked to be the bachelorette yeah but how well, she was a um, journalist in Tasmania where she mm. was based. So she had like a bit of a profile there. And I think through some kind of 
connections and networks they became aware of her and asked if she'd be interested but she is someone who works in the media yeah he is a dog man yeah and uh what else did he say in that second in that second episode he was like i think she said to him like oh so you didn't know it was ali and he said oh no but in that first episode, he didn't necessarily say that he didn't know it was Ali. He said, oh, yeah, you know, Ali was a nice girl or whatever. Like, mm. it just, it doesn't add up for me. But again, maybe we're being fed different parts of a conversation that actually happened. Like, maybe in that previous episode we saw, he was like, oh, yeah, it was Ali's season. Like, I didn't I didn't get in um, and they contacted me. I think Ali's a beautiful girl, but yeah, you know, nothing eventuated. What if we only mm. saw that two-second grab? Yeah, you know, I did not think of that <laughs> at all. Um, okay, that's yeah, that's one low light mm. for us. Yeah, another, it's 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 not the big issue, but this could have been up there with the big issue for me was the whole Jackson number two fiasco. There was a lot of things going on there that mm. I did not like. For instance, he said if she as in Angie doesn't get my approval she won't be his girlfriend I was like who has that kind of control over their best friend Mm. and who doesn't want their best friend to be happy yeah oh there are definite elements of jealousy from the get-go but how and why well I guess because you know they're brothers they're and like I do understand that you can form such close relationships with someone so they feel like family absolutely that's indisputable undisputable oh god I'm Jamie um (laughs) (laughs) but to be so vocal with something like that I assume he's saying it in an endearing type way of like oh yeah this is how protective I am of that person xyz but it's like well at the end of the day the only person who gets to decide if you are with your partner is you yeah like no one should have that kind of control over anyone's life you know what I mean and if I was in that position where I didn't necessarily like my best friend's partner I would not tell them outright unless they asked for my honest opinion Mm -hmm. if I saw that he or she was happy with this partner and this partner seemed to be happy back and there was nothing immediately that was a red flag Mm -hmm. I'd be like I'm not gonna meddle in this because they're happy yeah Unless they asked me and maybe then I'd be like, I don't know, but I'd I'd tread cautiously because I think as a good friend, you have to be honest, but you don't, you can't ruin someone's chance. You don't ruin someone's chance at happiness just because what you want to have more Friday nights with the boys. Well, that's the thing. He straight up was like, oh yeah, Tim's known for being a party boy. Party, party, party. It was like, oh yeah, Tim's my party boy. Like, you know, we live, you know, (laughs) three boys in the house, whatever. Like Tim's a party boy. He's known in Melbourne. He's known in Queensland. I was like, okay, he's not F known off. in Queensland yeah. as a party boy. As someone who lives in Queensland, I can confirm. I don't know of Tim's existence. <laughs> Never heard of him before. <laughs> I also don't party, so that might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, and Angie said this, and I think she was right. Like it sounded like Jackson was trying to turn Angie off Tim by saying he was a party boy like he really embellished the truth there I reckon oh yeah which is kind of awful like that's not a best friend do you think oh I mean my instinct just then was to say no and I stopped myself though because when you do feel so close to someone Mm -hmm. you know you might be leading with the good intention of being protective so it's like yeah they I 
it's a I, maybe it's a best friend kind of characteristic, but it's not being delivered in the most healthy of ways. I think his hostility made everyone at that table really uncomfortable and Angie didn't show any signs of being like a wanker and everyone else seemed to like her so there was no good reason why Jackson was meddling in this apart from the fact that he was being so very selfish Mm -hmm. and not wanting his friend to be happy I think that's I don't think from the get-go it was like he had already decided he didn't like Angie oh yeah without knowing her because um, as you said, everyone else was like, oh, yeah, she's really lovely. She's so beautiful. And he was like, mm, not sure. It could have been anyone. It could have been Ali. It could have been Georgia. It could have been Sam Frost. Like, it could have been anyone. And he would have been like, mm, not about it. Not about it. Also, he looks like a bird of prey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not draw that conclusion, <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll believe you. Thank you. Um, and he said, I can be really jealous and I want to make sure she doesn't pick him at the end. I just think that's insane. What? Uh, yeah, I really think that's just awful, awful, awful. And then Tim saying, oh, it's the biggest stitch up known today. <laughs> With, you know, Jackson saying all that about yeah. him. You know, and I think he's right. Like, you know, you want your best friend to have your back and to support your decisions. And he was a no from the get go. Which isn't, yeah, that's not fair. No, I don't think it is fair at all. Um, Another low light for me when we're at Jackson's hometown and his dad is talking to Angie about Korea and um, the type of paths that they've taken, um, you know, oh, just his opinion on people, I guess, in media or, you know, because Angie explained it's freelance work and he's like, oh, so you don't know where your next thing's going to be. Oh, I hate that. He, like, the the tone in which that was delivered was so oh so you don't have a stable income like you are gonna leech off of my son who works very hard we only want hard-working people and it was just you know it was very judgmental rude and another adjective that I can't think of Mm. and the thing though that I was thinking about is is it his fault is it the dad's fault who runs this family operated business and this is what he's known for a long time is it his fault that that's the world he lives in and so assumes that all other worlds should be like that what do you mean is it his fault that his that that's his understanding of um what defines hard work i think a lot of people who aren't in the entertainment industry or who are not surrounded by people who are don't understand what it's like to be in the entertainment industry and it's not that you're not working hard it's just nobody wants to pay for entertainment whereas everyone needs to pay for food everyone goes to a cafe everyone goes to a Woolies you know those those things are in high demand always and I think he's right, like owning your own business, owning, owning a family business, you can't really take a day off because who's going to run it? You know, that's your business. And I get that. But his judgmentalist, judge, wait, judgmental, judgmental attitude? Yes, thank you. Was really unwelcome and closed minded, I think. Yeah. Uh, on that as well, when he was having his little chat to camera, he says, you drag yourself to work regardless of what you have going on. And it's such an offhand comment, but it did not sit well with me at all because, you know, there are some days where, yeah, if you're like 
you know, you've had a cry over a commercial or um, you've eaten, you've had a meal and it wasn't as good as you thought it would be. Yeah, right. You you got to go to work, mate. Yeah. You, even you, you know, you've had a disagreement with a family member, a friend. You go to work. But if your, you know, say your mental health was at a point where you really just need to have some self care and take care of yourself, you you don't always just drag yourself to work and get on with it because then you're not delivering the best version of yourself and making the highest quality product or fulfilling your needs and so you know it was very offhand and it wasn't made a big thing but it that quote stuck with me because I really don't agree with it at all um and it just made me think oh well that's the I guess um attitude that he's passing on to Jackson and Mm. the other boys which may influence why Jackson is not able to communicate the best with his feelings as yeah. we saw because even though he's lovely and I'm still in love with him but not as hmm. much because he couldn't he couldn't just tell Angie I like you yeah he couldn't he could not even it. the big l word like he couldn't even say I like you no that is some big red flag mm. there and he was talking about um you know how to explain it and he's saying oh yeah to substantiate which I don't even know if is a a word and to quantify these feelings I was like what you're intellectualizing it and Mm. it it doesn't need to be no at all feelings are about feelings they're not about what your brain tells you to do they are very disconnected yeah um and I think what you said about Jackson's dad I think the attitude is changing now like I think you're right when you say like it 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 was a it was the comment felt off for you Mm. because in this day and age I think it's okay that you don't drag yourself to work whereas I think he's still living 30 years ago when if you didn't come to work even when your mum died even when you Mm. you know were on the brink of death you were a lazy person yeah I think he's the the uh ochre Australian man of you work hard you reap the benefits only lazy people and slackers are the bane of my existence existence kind of thing mm-hmm. that's a good point I guess because then sometimes I do forget to like remind myself that we're not all growing up in the same generation we're all existing in it but we're not all growing up yeah in it. so exactly. there are going to be different perspectives there um I think that's it for me for lowlights uh yeah except for our big, big issue big issue um should I start us off yeah please So, this week we thought we'd talk about the Carlin and Angie fiasco. Um, And I think it it hits us, not harder, but it just resonates with us a bit more because what happened was, obviously, we found out that Carlin's a bit of an actor and he hasn't said anything at all to Angie. Angie took this as he was lying to her and using his um, using the Bachelorette as a platform to move forward in his career. And unfortunately, his brother Javi is that how you say it? Fake names everywhere. <laughs> his brother Javi kind of threw him under the bus accidentally, and um, Angie took his word for gospel. So when Angie um, confronted Carlin. <laughs> Poor Carlin was like, that's not true at all. I'm just I'm just a normal person looking for love as well. And she's like, but you're an actor and you didn't say that you're an actor. I don't care that you're an actor, but you need to know. And now it just seems like you're using me. Mm. What annoys me the most is this thing about 
normal people and how they view actors. If you're, if they suspect you of something, you're a liar and you're a good one because you're an actor. I just, it frustrates me to no end because, you know, you and I, we're actors in Brisbane. Yeah. I don't think my thoughts, opinions, feelings have ever been questioned, ever been questioned with the people that I know because Mm. I'm an actor, but all of a sudden you have somewhat of a platform and you're disingenuous in your intent because you're an actor. But I like, it, it Oh, it frustrates me to no end because I'm like acting is just it's just a profession yeah at the end of the day it's my job it's a job I'm like you know Cullen is also a personal trainer mm. and yet we are not seeing any kind of um what's the word skepticism around oh is he on there just to boost his profile as a personal trainer and then reap in more clients after the show that's not that that's never said. That's never said. Yeah, exactly. So why same could be said about Ryan and his dog business. A hundred percent. Oh, did you come? On? Oh, you said that you came on for Angie, but Angie's a big dog lover, and I bet you lots of dog lovers would be watching this show. Ryan, are your intentions genuine? Like I, I don't get why we have such a problem. Problem. <laughs> a problem. With actors. <laughs> I don't know why we have a problem with actors. <laughs> I, I really don't though. And it really just frustrates me to know. And because it's not even just The Bachelorette. It is most reality TV shows that yeah. you watch. Yeah, absolutely. The second that you get a whiff of someone being an actor or mm-hmm. a singer or, you know, a performing artist, oh, they must be on there to boost their profile. They surely can't be a genuine person who is looking for the experience or is actually looking for, for love. love. Yeah, that happened. I mean, it happens like every year. There's someone in the entertainment in- industry, like in Nick Cummins seasons, there was a woman called Romy um, mm. and she turned out to be sort of, I guess, on the same level of acting that Carlin is like, mm-hmm. didn't, hasn't made it big, but is her profession to an extent mm-hmm. um and once everyone found that out it was like oh so you're an actor you just came on the show and that's not even your real personality like we want real people on these shows it's called reality tv it's like bruh you know <laughs> actors are real people too and you know we're not we, we sometimes we met we uh, it's hard to find love believe me I sometimes know. We <laughs> sometimes we can't act our way into a relationship because it requires more than ourselves. I yeah, and I'm on the same same boat, same card. What's the saying? I'm out of it. Hey, okay. I'm on the same hand, same same page, same page. <laughs> boat, card, hand. I'm on um, the card. <laughs> I'm on the greetings. Sa- I'm on the wait what did you just say on the same page as same you page. yeah because I've had not people that know me but I've had acquaintances who are like hmm you're an actor so are you lying to me right now it's like no I'm Gina and I'm actually a terrible liar because Gina isn't a good liar but Gina's a good actor because mm. acting is different from lying. Mm. Like no one's watching The Bold and Beautiful thinking that those are real people with real issues. Lying is actually being fraudulent Mm. with your character and just the other thing that got me with that as well is I I felt so deeply for Carlin and this was probably Mm. the the first time where I have just really I think disagreed with what Angie has said 
because I, I still I feel I think she's great. She makes a lot of good points and she stands her ground, which she continued to do. And she did make some good points too during this conversation with Carlin. But I just really felt for him because I felt how desperate he was to try and articulate. No, like I I like you. Mm. This is just part of my life, and it, it doesn't mean that's why I'm here. He even said, "When you tell me your truth, I believe you." And he, you know, why can't you believe mine? And yeah. he says, do you know how many times I could have walked away because it's been too hard? And then Angie says, not if you had a solid acting career behind you. And yeah. I thought that was not fair. No. I thought that was not fair. That was the first time I was like, oh, that's a really like salty, really like low blow mm. to take. And I get that it was very emotional. And yeah. so, you know, you can't think before you speak in a lot of those situations mm. but I like Carlin's face was devastated devastated mm. I the thing is when it got in that section when she really wasn't believing him men do this thing where and I guess women too but I haven't dated any women um where they when well when Carlin was getting really frustrated what men sometimes do is lash out a bit so mm-hmm. it was kind of probably unfair for him to say you know I could have walked away at any time because this was too hard mm-hmm. it's like kind of being guilt guilting her or saying you know how uh, good yeah. I am mm-hmm. I could have walked away at any time but I'm here for you mm. it's a I don't know what the word is but that's a bit eh but I also think in Angie's defense and we saw this in episode one with Ryan. She hates liars. Yeah. So we know that there's been some sort of situation in the past where she's been lied to maybe more than once by more than one person. Mm-hmm. This is an assumption. So we know that she hates liars, which um, which is why when someone doesn't tell her the full truth, like um, Jamie or Carlin or Ryan, it's – it's a survival and protective tactic within herself mm-hmm. to go, I cannot believe anything you've just said because uh, history dictates mm. that none of this is true and that you're using me to get your way. So I think she's that's part of her own trauma mm-hmm. and it really came out in that episode. So I think in her defence, it's just... It, I think it also got too much. Like if this was the first time she had heard it, she wouldn't have taken it as hard. But she just got through Ryan not saying anything, Jamie being an asshole, and then this is the second time that someone's questioned Carlin's behaviour and it was by his own brother, mm. which I think was just an accident, by the way. I think his oh. brother's just a bit of a dickhead. I think his brother was just totally unaware. He was just oh, like, 100%. oh, yeah, no, I think he did. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, she took it word for word because like, he wouldn't have known everything that had happened. He was just like, oh, you know, I reckon he may have done that, but it, not now, kind yeah. of thing. And well, because what he was saying is, oh, he might have done it at the start, but right now, like, he's totally into you. Whereas all Angie heard was, yeah, he probably did that, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and, and I then think white noise. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um. And I also think about my own siblings, like if someone, if Angie or, you know, a partner was being interviewed by one of them, I don't think they know the right answers either. Like my Mm. sister or brother would be like, oh yeah, Gina, she works at the, it's got something to do with, uh, well, she makes money. I'll tell you that much. You know what I mean? Is she an actor? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. She is an actor. Oh, she was in a play once. 
<gasps> a play. Yeah. yeah. Wow, she must be fake. <laughs> you know, like they mm. – if my siblings wouldn't know the 411, then I guess neither would his. Mm. Another thing I want to throw out there is because obviously during this conversation, Angie and Carlin are both emotional mm. and – um, as you said, like they're saying things that you may not really wanted to have say because you're in the moment. Are they both that emotional because they care so much about each other? Mm. I was like, oh, I'm like, hello, is that spatter in the works? Because what you were saying before about um, when you have things in common, like Ryan and Angie, it's like liars, lack of trust, not really the same thing, but she tried to justify it. So then on that train of thought, I was like, well, when you really care about someone, you get more fired up about things because you yeah. want to fight for it. And you're like, no, like I have to, I have, I have to find the reason. I need to know what the justification is here so that everything can go back to being normal and being perfect because yeah. Carlin has been the perfect one kind of thing. Except for the fact that he's married. Well, that's a minor issue, isn't it, at the moment? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit minor. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Mm. Are you... Any last thoughts? I I really like Carlin. Me too. I think he's a really good guy. I think so too. It's just unfortunate that Angie didn't believe him. And I think you're right that Carlin could have said anything and Angie wouldn't have believed him. Like mm. he was getting frustrated because you either believe someone or you don't and she yeah. didn't want to. No. Yeah. Um, Lessons learnt. Lessons learnt. Um, don't lie again coming back, mm-hmm. Ryan. Also, with Carlin and men, don't say half truths. Just say the full truth. Like probably don't say it in the first week you know her, but on the second date, be like, oh, hey, I just want you to know before we go any further, I've had a past career in acting. I want you to know that now before we get in deep and you meet my brother. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, because he's a loose unit. <laughs> he could say anything. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah, I think that's not something that you say when you first meet someone because they might be suspicious. Mm. But that's something you say when you're familiar with each other. Yes. Because then it comes out later and you look like a liar. Yes. But you're just withholding truth, which mm. is still shitty. Which you don't, I think as well, like you don't want her or Australia to yeah. think that you're there for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Also be vulnerable, mm. Jackson. Uh, Everyone who's vulnerable like has a good time except for the ones that get their hearts broken. <laughs> but it's always you feel better after you do it because you know that there's nothing left unsaid. And the ones that aren't vulnerable go, oh, in the limo home, I wish I just said how I felt. Mm. It's always the same. Also, I thought the Carlin and Angie situation was very reminiscent of Eleanor and Matt. Oh. Do you remember that? I do, but I didn't draw that conclusion. I just meant that they it was a hometown visit and mm. it was like a oh fight. I, yeah, I get yeah, I guess that is similar in some ways, but no. Not in others. Yeah, fair. Okay. <laughs> but not Lessons learned for you. Uh just communication. Communication. <laughs> communication is a beautiful thing. And you know what's even better? When people do it. <laughs> When people communicate. When people actually do it, it's a good time Even all when round. People try. You know, Jackson, 
slide into my DMs. <laughs> communicate with communicate Amy. Communicate with me and I'll help you out because I am certified in <laughs> communication. Communication. I I talk for a podcast living. I've just realized that one of my majors at uni was media and communication. Oh, wow. So you actually have a degree in communication. <laughs> Why did I forget that? <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> um, great. I love it. You know what? The world would be a better place if we communicated. And if some people didn't, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. ScoMo. In the bin. Um, predictions. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Ryan's the one. He's going to win. Tim's going to go to the top two, I think, and Tim's going to get heartbroken. Or Angie will do Tim a good one and send him home next week. I think she's going to do Tim a good one, but it's going to be a bad one. (laughs) It's going to really break everyone's heart. I think Tim's going home next week because in that trailer we saw, she says, oh, that was a mistake. Mm. Um, I've made the wrong choice. I think part of her thought process would be, I can't keep him here because he'll be too heartbroken. But yeah. also he leaves and she's like, wait, what if he was the one? <laughs> <laughs> and make those exact sounds. Do you think Ryan's the one as well? I do. <laughs> Amy just rolled her eyes as she did, she did that. I'm not happy about it. And I, oh, why am I like this? No, I'm going to think about it. And, I'm and gonna come c- back. I'm going to come back with Good. a more informed opinion as to why I feel this way. Or Next week when Ryan's the one. When Ryan's the one. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like where does Ryan live? I don't care. <laughs> cool. All right. I feel like there's too much that's happened now with Carlin and Angie. Like I think I didn't think he would go home because I think it needs to be resolved. Yeah. Uh but I there is still that familiarity with Angie and Ryan and I think it's going to be enough to get him over the line. I don't know what their future looks like though. I don't know either. Mm. But I think they're both in love with each other. And Tim's going to get heartbroken and it just hurts me because Tim's a nice guy. Tim should go on Batch in Paradise. <gasps> he should and yeah. he should fall in love with someone nice. Yeah. Is anyone nice enough for Tim? Are you? Oh, he's too much of a party boy for me. Too party. But I would love to hang out with him. On a friend level. On a platonic, platonic level. That's what I if wanted. That, and if that works... Other levels. I'll give him the number of one of my friends so I can continue to see him while they date. Yeah, where does Tim live? Melbourne. Melbourne. Well, could happen. Could happen. Anyway, thank you, Amy. Thank you. It's been 10 years um, and it's about 1 a.m. and we're ready to go to bed. (laughs) 1 a.m.? Yeah, just a little bit. Do you know how to tell the time? No, not this late. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I really don't. Uh, if you want to follow our journey as podcasters, uh, <laughs> we are at Love Bachelor on Instagram, or you can send us love letters and love letters only. <laughs> Lovebatchelor at gmail.com. Had to think about that for a second. I was like, what's our name? <laughs> also, please subscribe to us on your local podcasting app and rate uh Rate and review. Oh my god, I just had a stroke. I'm rate so and sorry on both of our behalves about the amount of laughing and stumbling. Um, also, at some point in this recording, there may be like two seconds of silence because as we were recording, it stopped on its own, so we had to just fix it. I mean, we're trying really hard. It's like eleven thirty at night, <laughs> and by eleven thirty, she means one a.m. <laughs> That's I can't Anything. tell the time either. <laughs> Anything after ten is one. One for me. <laughs>
<laughs> I should be in bed three hours ago. Yeah. Um, thank you all for coming. <laughs> for coming? <laughs> and guys, just remember <laughs> that we're just two girls here for the right reasons. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments. Not minutes, like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.